The Growl Podcast, episode 16-ish. Bearcats clutch up across all sports. Podcast back at it again. Another early Tuesday morning for us. Full house with the gang. I'm Graham Simpson. With me, Lennon King. What's up? Brian King. What's up? The Sidlings are here. Turner Kirby. Howdy, howdy. And Hunter Julius. Did How you, are we doing? Did you just announce the secondary Sidling ahead of the primary Sidling? Uh, I, they're just Sidlings. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it to him. This I'm, time. I'm seniority in terms of And you're just here. the play by play guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just the play by play guy. You're nothing more than a man who speaks into a mic. Yeah, you put it that way. That's true. You know, I was thinking earlier today, the biggest goal you could have for a podcast, like you could create tons of them, but for the growl, our biggest goal is to have somebody on the baseball team or softball have their walk-up song, the growl. Theme. The growl intro? Yeah. That would be gas. That would be gas. That That's one thing that, that the podcast the number one goal for the podcast. So that's the full validation. Yes. Now, now, would you rather it be a pitcher or a hitter? Or, better yet, it could be Dawson Campbell who does both. Yeah. Yeah, there I we mean, go. We he would cover both. Or Barbara. Barbara Although, Cook, I really Cook. don't yep. feel like I want Dawson Campbell to change his, honestly. Yeah, his, his is pretty good. I mean, it's like a secondary one. It could be like Dawson Campbell too. We were playing uh, during the high school games. We were playing, just roll, rolling through the walk-up songs. And that one came. We're all like, oh, cool, cool. And Coach Burke is in here, and he's tell he, he's tell Dawson who's selling hats at the front gate. Hey, they're just rolling the walk up songs. Like, I'm gonna hear mine. <laughs> we get to it. I'm like, cool. You ever get to hear Dawson Campbell's? And I'm not really thinking, what is that song? I'm just thinking, I really like his walk up song, and I'm gonna be excited to hear it. And then it starts playing, and there's like this 15 year old kid walking to the plate, <laughs> and it just felt kind of awkward. Yep, it was Reed Cox. Yeah, it was Reed Cox who was who was batting. So yeah, there's. Baseball is just, just a beautiful game. It is. It is so romantic. Pele called, said soccer was a beautiful game, but maybe it's baseball. Uh, base, there's something romantic about baseball, for sure. Intentionally and unintentionally, for sure. Men's basketball, mad. Wow. If you stayed up late, was it Saturday night, like Hunter did? Did you, Turner? I did, listening to Forrest Oh, Gump. we know Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump on the radio call. <laughs> <laughs> Us three were together, <laughs> standing like literal my, two my inches wife, from a TV. My wife also stayed up for the end of the game. <laughs> she, we we woke her up at least five, like times. seventeen yeah. times. Yeah, Hunter, explain your experience with the game. Uh, that game was definitely a game. It toyed with my emotions, <laughs> and I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Uh, at one point, I. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. So I was re- getting my recap put together. Mm-hmm. Team's down 11 points. And the, I, I, I honestly did not know that, that this team had it in them to come not only back from 11 points to tie the game and force overtime, but to go three overtimes deep. I did not watch, I did not watch the game from oh, the gosh. midpoint of the second half. I literally followed the game on live stats. You did yourself that, a favor. That was 
That was my night. Just just (laughs) hunched over my computer, waiting for the stats to update themselves. And I'm just watching, you know, down 11 with about 12 minutes to go in the second half, just whittling that around, that down, just watching everything get inputted. And it, uh, man, I wasn't sure my heart was going to be able to take it. (laughs) Um, Before we dive deep into this men's basketball, uh, Georgia Southwestern road win, because three overtimes is crazy. New new location has been unlocked. We we're actually in the press box of Dolny Stadium. I like, are, I like the gaming reference. We leveled up. Yeah, we leveled up. <laughs> so got, all five got, of us. Got, got some DLC. <laughs> yeah, we were here early in the morning, man. I'm not sure why they let us in here Tuesday at 6, but. They didn't. I just. Yeah. If you're a savage, you can climb over that gate, man. Julius, uh, Ken Atkins is not going to be help, ha- happy with this when they, they'll eventually hear it. You guys came, you guys were pre-order bonus characters. Pre-order bonus characters. <laughs> I was clearly the uh, super deluxe edition. <laughs> super the battle pass. <laughs> I, I feel so sad for the people who had to spend that money on me. Yeah, so new new location has been unlocked. Men's basketball, we talked about it. It was 115-105. Victory is a lot closer than that. Man, there were so many chances for them to lose it. Um, the biggest question I have is how in the bleepity-bloppity do you let Jalen Pugh get that <laughs> open at that point in that game? He, he Thank is. you. Thank yeah. you for that. I know, I know Coach Coombs was beside himself, which is a big thing because he is a big dude. He's got to be, what, like 6'6"? Six, six? Yep. I, he, I would imagine so. He's like one of the only ones bigger than Omar. Yeah. Well, yeah, which is ironic because the Georgia Southwestern broadcasters were complaining about not being able to see around Omar, which they should be, <laughs> which they, which they should be used well, to. Well, I mean, they're on the other side of the score still. Table, but, yeah, if they were on the other side, they'd have to deal with it every game. Lot, lots of other fun with the, the uh, Jalen Pugh broadcasters. Two big shots. One was the layup, I believe, to tie it in one of the overtimes. Another one was a three in the third overtime that kind of was the dagger. Yeah. But that, that play call – to get Jalen Pugh wide open, that was an incredible job out of the timeout by yeah. Omar. That yeah, was yeah, he is he is a next level coach, man. That, when I saw that, I saw, when I saw how wide open he was, I'm like, oh, what a play call! Just, yeah. I am imploring everyone from President Cosentino on down to please keep this man happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always interesting when you have a new coach come in, especially the way and when Omar came in. Yeah, tough you know, way to come in. Comes in with the departure the former coach, the Pembroke, you have COVID still going on. Mm-hmm. You're more or less taking over a team that's not really yours. You bring in some pieces, but you you more or less blow that team up and you bring in guys that not only fit your culture, but fit the way that you play. And year three right now, you're seeing what Coach Watad can truly do. And it's get you close to 20 wins. Yeah. If not, by the end of the season, 20 yeah. wins. Yeah, for sure. I was and talking with a buddy of mine who's a big-time coach, AAU coach, and he was talking about the high-level stuff that gets run at Lander, the offensive sets and stuff. That it is pretty pretty complex. Who are you talking to, Mims, about that? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's a former Lander player, and he knows yeah. all about the ins and outs yeah. of, of what Lander does. And even he's saying that this is the best team they've had in years. Yeah. Also, I, I was talking a little bit with uh, Sam Gortman Senior. Yes, about that. So. Wow, we we met some uh, met some Lander royalty and Mims. Well, okay. we saw him. We didn't meet him, but we saw him. And uh, even yeah. everywhere I go, I see him. Yeah, we we see we see Sean Mims a lot. Yeah. But every time he has something to say about Lander. Um, yeah. And we were 
we were following along uh, after I get a text from from Hunter. We're, we're, at a, we're at a high school playoff basketball game, and then we're following along the live stats, and we're watching it on the way back from that game. But it was about halftime uh, of the high school game we were at, and I get a text from Hunter, and it says, this is probably the worst start I've ever seen from this team. So, context. <laughs> against the Georgia Southwestern squad that gave us trouble by us, Landry University, trouble the first time here at Horn Arena. Bearcats are down 10 nothing off the bat, and it, lo- it looks like we made the day trip to Georgia Southwestern, which is about a four-and-a-half-hour drive down, surprise, surprise, in the southwestern part of Georgia. <laughs> I, went, I made that trip with men's soccer. It is not a fun trip. It's not necessarily a given, though, based on university names, some other university names I know. It's not yeah, necessarily a given no, that no. Southwestern equals so, Southwestern. So again, it, it, it looks like we had literally just gone off the bus. We're slow. Shots aren't falling. It's just it's not good. And then the flip switch. They score, I think, 13-something unanswered points, and they're right back into it. Did you say horrible. the flip switch? Yeah, the switch the flip. Sw- switch flip, flip switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same flip, thing. Flip the switch. The thing. He said the thing. Yeah, we, we knew what he He said meant. the two-word thing. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I get the text from Hunter. I was like, this is the worst start we've had. And I'm like, oh, wow. I, have, I, you know, I knew the game was just starting. I, I think I'd gone to concession stand or something. Like, I, I wasn't paying close attention. It, I looked at the scores like 10 to 8 toward the Southwestern. I'm like, well, I mean, it can't be that bad. I, mean, I can think of some other starts. So then I look at, you know, the 10-0 run they went to start the game. I was like, yeah, all right. Well, well good. good that we got it now yeah. within, like, the first five, six minutes of the game. Uh, rather than playing from behind from 15 the entire first half. That's that's the type of things that good basketball teams, they lose games uh, because they just they get down early and they just can't somehow, they can't seem to somehow get back into it. But Lander, great teams, once they get down, they, they just find another gear, like you were saying. They do, and for any of the guys listening, I do apologize, but it, it was not a good start for us. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure Coach Mattai would say the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, that's no, no secret. You it, go was down, you go it doesn't matter how you start, right? Yeah. It matters how you finish. Yes. And the finish was superb. Yeah. yeah. The third overtime was gas. It was. Oh, man. And you, you want to talk about just <laughs> grit. Like, the team, we found a way to get ourselves back in that game, keep ourselves in the game, and just found, found a scene that we were able to just pull open at the very end. And one of those reasons was Jacob Cooper's 34 points. Yeah, was, we're just about to get into that. Uh, also, holy moly, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before we jump into that, what other team do you know that can go literally to the end of the bench, 100% of the players who can make big-time clutch shots like Lander can? You don't have teams that have a bench this deep. Like, All the way to the – literally every, every chair – on the floor that's occupied by a player, and that's someone who can hit a big shot. Two major injuries. Yeah, all yeah. of literally every and, player and, we have on the team, and a couple players fouling out. Yeah. in that game, mm-hmm. and so got and so guys came in and stepped up, stepped yeah. up and made big shots. Eighty-seven points coming off the bench, which we <laughs> learned is an official unofficial PBC record. Yeah, we say official unofficial, as in the the stat. It's one of those stats where it really isn't kept as closely as others, so reaching out to the conference SID, more or less was told, hey, most likely this is a record. Congratulations. <laughs> we'll let you have it. For context, Georgia Southwestern had 30 bench points. In we had, what, 84? I don't know. 87. I can't wow. think of a 
of a college basketball game where I've seen more than at 50 off a bench. And and I remember talking about a 40-plus bench performance and Dude. thinking, oh, my goodness, that's nuts. Well, I thought the 87. 72 against Erskine was astronomical, and then obviously we we dropped this. But a good, a very solid week. Lander keeping themselves in regional contention to make the NCAA tournament. Obviously, you're looking for them to finish the year out strong. They got Young Harris on Wednesday. A long trip to Flagler to end the regular season, which going to St. Augustine, lovely place. Having to travel there, it, it takes a toll on you yeah. being in the bus that long. Yes. Hopefully, blue and gold, take care of business, go 2-0 and this coming week. Big wins on both Wednesday and Saturday. And then you prepare yourself for wherever the PBC tournament is. Uh, most like, It could be anywhere from North Georgia to Augusta. It can't be at Aiken because they're hosting the South Carolina, South Carolina State Tournament, so you automatically have to eliminate them. But it should be a good run. Is it currently the Bearcats sitting in fourth? North Georgia's 13-3. and three. They're probably going to end up. North, but they, North have a, they, have a, they have a tough week this week. They, they yeah. do. But they're pre- we've beat, we split with them, so we beat them. They're beatable. The, to- the they, top four, they, the top yeah. five teams are – in a position where really no one has a big leverage on anyone. You look at North Georgia, one-point game between in both games against us. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just, you know, everyone's just built for that the next level, the next next season. So it, it's going to be a fun race, especially once we hit tournament season. Uh, Augusta and North Georgia play the 22nd. Oh, let's go. At 7.30. We are big Augusta fans in that game. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Uh, and, then they, and then they go at Aiken. On that Saturday Close to end the season, so really, really Wednesday is going to pretty much decide who gets home court uh, because if they had the same same record, I would imagine uh, so that it, it would be Augusta since Augusta beaten them twice. If they had the same conference record, Augusta right. would two Augusta wins over them. Would have beaten North Georgia twice. Yes, they are. They've already beaten them once um, at okay. Augusta. It was that was 80, my that was my question. Where do we go at tiebreakers? Because if it were flip-flopped, there's a scenario in which four teams could be tied all having split season series against each other. That is true. But that can't but happen I guess, now. Yeah, I guess that can't happen now because yeah, no. if North Georgia beats Augusta, they, would, yeah. they, they get, they'll have it. Uh, yeah, so Lander, I guess, are out. Not really. If Not we, really. North they, Georgia well, has to lose both. And then Augusta has to lose their next game and then – because the, but then Aiken would still be ahead of us even if they uh, – because North Georgia, North Georgia has to lose both. And that means they would lose to Aiken. Yeah, and that means Aiken would have a win. We just need him to get one more loss somewhere in the next two games. Yeah, I guess, I guess it is still possible. But Which, it, I mean, if Aiken wins the conference but you're the two seed, you might be hosting. Yeah, so we might have so – yeah, so it, it won't matter if Aiken wins, really. If Aiken, Aiken yeah. has Columbus State and North Georgia. So if, so I mean, if they, if they run the table, if they run the table with Augusta with the win against North Georgia, I mean, they, if they run the table, I think they're your they're your one seed out of the PPC. Yeah, that's that's definitely possible. And then there's a three way tie for second if Lander wins both against Young Harris and against Flagler. So what do we do then? Because Aiken can't host it. That is for the people in Martinez, Georgia, to figure out. That is not our problem. <laughs> wow, that, Martinez. So we have we have a, a we would possibly have a three team tie, and they've all split season series against each other. 
Do we know what tiebreakers after that? No. No clue? Yeah, nobody knows what tiebreakers are. I remember uh, one year for tennis, PBC tournament um, had their one through three tie, and they did a coin flip. So that's – How many t- – you did for three-sided three, coin? Three-way three, three coin flip. <laughs> yep. You do – I know how you do it. Yeah, it's funny. like a round robin, I yeah. guess. Yeah, so – and, of course, I think we were, like, the second seed or something. Like that, so. so one of the things I pumped – just pumped flushy. Why in the world were those games starting at 5 and 7.30? No Not clue. Senior day. Senior day. It's a also, Georgia Southwestern doesn't like us. They did the same thing on homecoming with the soccer teams. May us play late. Yeah, they every, really don't like every us. Every other school in the Peach Belt, Saturday games are one thirty and 3.30. But they're Always. Not, but they're not Georgia Southwestern. You know, like the uh, CIAA have like their game of the week, whatever, on CBS Sports Network. Maybe that's a that's a thing. The Peach Belt yeah, they we, get they get a national TV contract deal one game a week on the Sunday night or Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah, but we don't have that. But right like, now. yeah, <laughs> that that would be like that would be the only acceptable time to have a Saturday night game. But since we since that games, since we're listening to Hicktown and the PBC Sports Network, there's no chance. Like, um, I, I have never heard a broadcaster announce our guys' names so horribly. Like, how do you mispronounce Sherfield? Sherfield. Col- sure failed. Nigel Colvin. It sounded like there was a U. There was a lot. There was a like lot said, wrong. Yeah, Aguilek. game. Yeah, Ajung's name. Also, you know, Why Hang on while I take a leak and other <laughs> such things. Yeah, the uh, the can't see nothing. Can't see nothing because of this Dak Gum coach. <laughs> yeah, the broad- oh, I need to run to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the Georgia Southwestern broad- broadcaster would not mute his mic, so at halftime you hear. It's it's a simulcast of a radio call. So what I'm presuming it happens is they're on the talk back. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. you know he turn he does whatever. They start running ads and reels and stuff on the on the radio side, and he's talking to his producer. And he, yeah, he pretty much goes, "Hey, I need to use the bathroom before I talk to the women's coach." The women's team had uh, had won the PBC regular season tournament or regular season title earlier that day. So he's going to be interviewing the women's coach, and yeah, you hear him clearly. Clearly, as the sun yeah. shining down through the skies, go. I need to use the bathroom before I talk to <laughs> we, we had that conversation with Jimmy Coggins at Newberry a couple times last year because we we had the same setup where he would be broadcasted to WKDK and then we'd be simulcasting. And we're like, "Hey, Jimmy, when you go to commercial, you're still hot." On yeah, the yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just a heads up. Yeah. Oh man, I'm glad we don't do simulcast. Because it gets a, it gets a little messy. Yeah, it does. It does get a little messy. But we don't do talkback anyway. Yeah, that's we like, wouldn't. That's a specific thing to mostly radio. Yeah. FM stations. Well, AM the, or AM FM, AM. Yeah, like actual dial stations, not internet. Right, yeah, right, right. Correct. Uh, baseball won two out of three against USC Buford. We're not FCC regulated, but probably can't read this word for word here. Yes, neither is Landon Dupert because, goodness gracious. Oh, did, did we mention the George College game? Well, I mean, we beat Georgia College. Yeah, that's, I just want to put it out there. Yeah, I mean, we, we beat Georgia College. Yeah, yeah we killed Georgia College. Yeah, just want, just right. wanted to put it out there. Yeah, good. Um, Landon Dupert, wow, what a blast! I couldn't. I, I really thought that game was a loss. Like it, it was a, it was a loss written all over it. Like, it at it, no point in that game did I really think we were going to win. And he hadn't swung the bat particularly well either up to that year. point. Yeah. You and just it just takes one. That's all. Yeah, honestly, we know that you one. can see he was the knee was not. Of course, then he takes a foul ball. On the, <laughs> <laughs> two days later, yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, but you could tell the knee was not quite a hundred percent in his swings, is what I mean. But I tell you what, he he pissed all over that one. Well, he got one in the middle of the plate, yeah. middle in. That was just, so dumb. I'm, I'm I'm standing out right next to um, Brian Reese, the AD. 
I said, he mentioned earlier, I can't remember who was up the bat for him. It's like, stop swinging for defenses. We just need contact right here. And the duper comes up, and I look over and tell him. I said, this is the one guy he won't swing for defenses. Sure enough, first pitch. Not, yeah. even, not even 10 seconds later. Yeah. But I see the right fielder start going back, and I see him start to slow down. I'm like, oh, is he about to catch this? Which would have been just fitting. Just it, it looks like it's 50 feet gone, and he just – Stacks it right at the fence. Right field is a little bit of an interesting beast because you got this three-tiered wall set up where pretty much everything's in play. So yeah. if you see the right fielders start to slow down, it could, it could be two things, especially if he's looking towards the wall. It's either the ball's gone or he's trying to judge and see where the ball's going to bounce off the fence. Yeah, it's it, but, it was a weird play because I, I did see that. I was We were in the call. We had a little pause. Like I mean, obviously we can't really see where the ball is going. Um, but, yeah, it, w once we saw two of them kind of like – put their head down and you could see the ball not really land. We just I have never seen yeah. that ball land. Yeah. Well, it was also I'm not sure that it's probably just caught up in orbit at this yeah. point. It was the in thing the, was in the It air. was in the air forever. Some hawk decided to pick it out of the uh, air. The ball was in yeah. the air forever. That oh ball was crushed. Like, dude. It was. All three games kind of had everything going on with them. The first game you start out a bit slow, bullpen comes, shores things up. You're able to get yourself into a position, and then, of course, Landon Duper swats that ball out of Dolney Stadium for a walk-off in Game 1. Game 2, a bit more offense, uh, fortunately losing that game, falling to USC Buford 11-10. to uh, Great pitching performance for the most part from Demarius. Evan Demarius, 8Ks through 6 and the third innings of work. And we've seen this offense throughout, throughout the season so far, uh, you know, just keep Pumping out runs. Yeah. They're averaging about anywhere from five to seven runs per game. So offense is there. Just you, you gotta you gotta limit the amount of runs let up. Yep. The the pitching the last two days, starting pitching last two days was phenomenal. Demarius had four earned runs, little misleading. I know that's just how baseball is, but he pitched way better than four earned runs. Uh it's just how the cookie crumbled. Eight strikeouts. Wow. If, yeah. if we're just. gonna talk about starting pitching though, Cooper King. We got, we got to mention Cooper King. He's next eight, on the list. Eight, eight, eight innings of shutout baseball. Eight plus, officially. Yeah, well, eight, eight plus. start of the ninth. Yeah, it's eight, eight plus. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what eight plus means. It's yeah. not it's Landon Duper and Cooper King, if you combine their names, then you have me. That's true. Wow. So that's if true. Landon Duper and Cooper King got together <laughs> and hooked up. They're, they're Landon King. Yeah, me. Wow. I was trying to make a reference to, like, Jacob Cooper and Cooper King in the title, and I couldn't. We have to work on that. The Coopers? Jacob Cooper King. Jacob Cooper King. Like Wheel of Fortune, man. Yeah. Oh. Shout out South Kakalaki, by the way. Man, yeah. But, yeah, Cooper King, eight innings. Eight plus. We'll, we'll parentheses plus. <laughs> officially eight. Well, that's what they call it, eight plus. If you face batters but yeah. don't report yeah. it out, it's eight plus. Technicalities, yeah. yes. Yeah. Eight but plus, yeah. shuddy. I'll a lot of ground outs, a lot of fly outs. I think he only had two strikeouts, two, three strikeouts. So not as many as Demarius, but took care of business. And that last hit he gave up scared me to death. I thought that was getting turf. I, I thought it was getting him. Yeah, I thought it was like. The last <laughs> hit that he gave, I thought, like, it was, was going to take his cranium off. <laughs> it was close, man. It was right back up the middle. And and Tyler Bowen came out. Yeah, and, and, and Tyler Brown was literally throwing 97. Yeah, it was insane. He threw 97. That's nuts, man. Yeah, Tyler Brown was What do you do? It. Like, 
I'm surprised Highway Patrol didn't show up and write a man a ticket. <laughs> uh, he did have a flair for the, a bit of the dramatics, but did get the job done. Uh, I believe it was a double play. Yep. yep. It was. Yeah. Six wow. unassisted three. That is true. Wow. What a, Ethan Wilder had a great series. So did Matthew Burgess. The middle infield was just incredible. Yeah, incredible insane. all series long. It's the great wall of Lander. It is. I mean, it was like it, nothing was getting through. And even if it did, it wasn't like even if they got a hit. Sometimes it wasn't leaving the infield. Like there, there was once where Wilder got to an insane ball, decided not to throw, which was a good decision. Good decision, but it was like he kept he kept the runners. Like those, there was a lot of things on the infield, not necessarily recording outs, but just everything they those were doing. Those are big plays in games. Yeah, it was huge. The the game management I thought was great. Game three, uh, Cooper King and offensively, even though we just we had that one run. Uh, and obviously, you want more, but when Cooper King's shoving like that, the the management I thought w- was better um, for 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 Sunday for sure. Just I, just riding your guy until he took him out at the right time. Yeah, I felt confident when he we got him yeah. the ninth with him at his pitch count. All right, how he does on this first batter dictates how the rest of the inning is going to go. When he gave up the hit, I mean that that ball was squared up. Yeah. Very well, and it was hit hard right back up the middle. And Alex Humphrey was on deck, who had yeah. hit him uh, twice to to, to the center field. Yeah, yeah, to center field. And so I thought it's a, that's a great time to get him. If if you get a you know a you know a bloop single or something, maybe he stays in and try to get the ground ball. He'd gotten a bunch of them, but after that one, like it's it's only a one nothing game. Yeah, like it's it's not. If it's three nothing, I think you you, you stay with him even yeah. through the hit. But at a one nothing game. I mean, now you're going ahead runs at the plate. In, in retrospect, you know, you, there's two real two real options. is Bowen or Pellegrino. We thought at the time Pelly was going to come in because he shut down. But you got to look at it. Like Tyler Bowen, you know, he just needs more innings under his belt, and he's going to be an elite closer in the conference because of just how his stuff moves and how fast it is, uh, the velocity he throws with. It's well, plus, just, you've already you used Zach two days already. Yeah, and it's just, it's just something that you just don't see in this conference, you see a lot of good pitching, but you don't see a lot of high-velocity pitching. Right. Uh, and, and to have that, to get the three most precious outs, that's something that's very valuable. And I, I really like Bowen in that situation. He's shown that he can pitch for strikeouts. He can also get some weak contact, some ground balls when, when needed. Uh, and they had, a, they had a mound visit before that at-bat, ended up getting that inning, ending, inning double play with into the game. So baseball, yeah, the struggle was, was real at some time, especially Saturday. It was a long day Saturday, uh, but the the two wins. but had a chance to win that one at the end. Yeah, they did. So they they were they were very very competitive games, all every single one of them. Uh, but biggest week of the season coming up, the hardest week out of any Division two team is coming up. Yep, today yeah. when we play Wingate today yeah. at six. Wingate two Wingate. years ago national champions. Yep. Still one of the best teams in the nation. Last year they they came in here as the number one ranked team and lost. This year they're number twelve. We have them again six p.m. today. Wow, I'm hyped up for that. Yeah, and then the series. And then, and then no rest for the weary this yes. weekend. Number six Columbus State comes to town Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And this is the most pivotal week, really. And honestly. Southeast and the South, you got some of the best teams in the country right here, literally in your backyard. Yeah, I mean. So it's not like you have to go far to get some high-quality talent. Two out of four here in these, these next four games would be so huge for this program. Uh, so that's, that's one thing you're, you're really looking for. Turner, Senior Day Wednesday for women's basketball. 
Last time we saw them at home, it was the most dramatic it could possibly be. 16 uh, points in the last minute of action. If Georgia College missed one of their free throws, that game was going to overtime. Wow. And Destiny, uh, yeah, Destiny Middleton hit a half-court shot as time expired. This is our time message. For the world title. For a man who's won it five times, Rick, how does this extra pressure affect you? Well, what it tells me, Lance Russell, is today, woo, I've got the style and profile like never before. Steamboat, let me go on record. Tradition. That's telling the whole world you are the greatest wrestler on the face of this earth. But, pal, today, Tradition. right here, you got to beat Ric Flair one more time. Remember, Steamboat? And, pal, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. In Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm oh. the man. Ric Flair and Steamboat, you're going to be mine. Actually, I might play that for uh He sure did like saying his own name. Like, I'll, He's Ric Flair. Of course he does, hey, man. Listen, I know a guy. Before, before the game today and this weekend, plan that for Overholt. I won't get that. Because that is what a the Appyville entrance. For I, I think all their sports basically, is it? Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they they play that Ric Flair and the fun it's story. Some mash up together. I know a radio host, not to be named, who was telling me that he was traveling somewhere, got a flat tire. He's on the side of the road changing it. Here comes this big fancy limo, slows down, window rolls down. It's Ric Flair, and he's thinking. Rick Flair's going to help me change my tire. <laughs> Flair pops his head out the window and goes, should have bought a Cadillac. Woo! Rolled the window up and the limo pulled away. <laughs> Is this for real? That sounds yes. like a very wrestler wow. thing to do. And sounds not, like a very Ric Flair thing to do. And so, not, yes, he likes saying his name. And not, uh, and not the, the actual wrestling, the high-impact acting wrestling. Correct. Still very athletic. Well, I'm uh, not saying anything about the lack of athleticism. It's very fake, though, yes. It's not a real fight, but golly. Like, I've seen a 320-pound dude do a backflip onto another dude and not hurt him. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. you got, you got to practice your craft to, yeah. to be able to do that type of stuff. Women's basketball. Like I said, six, back, to, back to the good stuff. Yes. Destiny Middleton with two trees, I think, in the last 15 seconds. And that I was could, I could, first uh, points. First points for career. Yeah. I, and One of them I'll, was literally from half court, too. I was about to say, if they missed one free throw yeah. in that last little bit, we were going overtime, which you would have been playing overtime with five players because everyone else had fouled out. Uh, I believe it was Deja, Tanaya. I can't remember who was the third player that fouled out. I think there were three players that fouled out. might have been Jakaya or Taisha. But, yeah, that, that was a crazy It was crazy one of those game. two, I think. Yeah, it was. I was not there for this game. You would think, I heard though, about it later, and it was, I was like, "It was Kaya that fell out." They I put was, six. You know, you put them on the line for six free throws down the stretch right there. You would. You, you think that odd, odd, odds are you get five out of six there. Normally, yeah. they just went six out of six. Which cre credit to them. You yeah, you, they made their big free throws when they had to, but it's it's not unruly to think that they would have went four or six, five or six, and give give yourself a shot right yeah. there. Which yeah. and you guys talked earlier about the process that Omar went through in order to build the program that he has right now. And 
you can see that with Stephanie. Even in, even in this first year, they had they had the struggles where, yeah, it's a young team, but then you see flashes of what could be once she gets the players that she wants in here and is able to implement the offense that she wants after a full full year because she really didn't come in until May of last year. The struggle out of the cocoon is what makes the butterfly beautiful. Yeah. And so I, I'm I'm excited to see how this team performs. Um, didn't had their best game against Georgia Col or Southwestern on um, Saturday. Yeah. Stro struggled out of the gate. I think they outscored 21 to five in the first quarter, and had a good second quarter. They did have a really good second quarter, um, but it's trying trying to put that full game together is something they've struggled with the whole year. And the Hurricanes are. Really yeah. good team. They're had, really good. As, as you mentioned, they clinched the PBC title for the first time in program history on Saturday. Yeah. And so PBC tournament will be held in America's Georgia. Um, unfortunately, I believe our women's team has been eliminated from contention because the best we could do is tie Georgia College. And so they we would have the tiebreaker tie because yeah. of head-to-head. -head. Um, but you still, you still need a good showing uh, – Against Young Harrison, I want to beat Flagler. Yeah, so that that loss to Flagler was was really demoralizing. Uh, so that that's the one game that I really want back for this women's team yeah. is is the win at Flagler. Yeah, and I I think I think you you've seen even though they're shorthanded, yeah. with even when man's been out, they've been able to. The only two games they've lost blowouts were against North Georgia and Georgia Southwestern. North Georgia, historically, even though they've been a little down this year, historically one of the best teams in the conference. And Georgia Southwestern, who I believe only has lost three games in conference so far. And so. And one of them was against us. Yep. And so you – a lot of growing pains right now late in the season, um, being shorthanded. But look, looking, to, looking to the future, I'm excited to see what Coach G – does with this team because I believe there's a lot of potential in some of these players. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we, we've seen it and we're going to continue to see it. I'm waiting for the recruiting class to come in because uh, that's that's going to be very exciting for yep. this team. And, and once Coach G gets, gets her players and, and is able to run her system, uh, we'll, we'll know the and full potential. I, I think one of the things you need to look at is in terms of like putting her system in, Kayla Sanders over the last few weeks has been the most consistent player on this team, yeah. been constantly putting up points. She had double double on Saturday against Georgia Southwestern. She was perfect from the field for most of that game, grabbing rebounds all over the place. Yeah, she's routinely getting 12, 13 and, rebounds. But this is the one player that Coach G has worked with all five years. Mm -hmm. She worked with her for four years at Ashland, and now she has her for her graduate year here at Lander. And I think that's just a small snippet of what you can expect in the future. Yeah. And just the growth from her throughout the year is is what really makes me excited going forward. For sure. Men's lacrosse absolutely destroyed Emmanuel. Put, to put it nicely. They eviscerated them? Uh, I wouldn't say eviscerate, but it was uh, it was not a fun time to be a lion. It, it, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a win that they desperately needed after. A kitty? A kitty? Uh, uh, I wouldn't say desperately needed, but against a Coker squad who's vastly improved from last year, just didn't really treat them with enough respect, fell into a hole. We talked about men's basketball a little bit, where even the best teams, if you kind of fall into that pit, you're not always able to dig yourself out. So right. just, you know, damage had been done early, unable to rebound, 
And, you know, kudos to that Coker team. Uh, you know, they're in a strong sack conference. You know, they picked up a good win against a good Lander team, and Lander comes back. You know, you got that fire. You're looking to be like, let's make sure this never happens again. And you take that anger out on a, a manual team who has been struggling the past couple of years, and your guys just go out there and have themselves a game. For sure. 21 to 11. Good game by the Bearcats. <laughs> And you know, twenty-one to eleven. We were eight, uh, eight goals coming in the second half. Right. Nolan Oakley has six goals. Carter Wilcox has three. There's just a lot going for the Bearcats in that game. Yeah. Okay. Would you say they great. devitalized them? Revitalized? Yeah. Devitalized them. Oh, for the they, for Emmanuel? Yeah. yeah. Would you yeah. say they weakened them? I would say so. I, would you I, say they gutted them? Yes. Then we could say they eviscerated them. Those are the only three synonyms <laughs> for eviscerated <laughs> on thesaurus.com. Uh, and then on the road, they go to Harrogate, Tennessee, and we are following this game here in the press box on Saturday while calling the baseball game. Rail and, splitters. And you're, you're statting the baseball game, and, and you have this on one of your screens, and it's back and forth the for entire time. There's a lot of emotion in this game, emotional swings. Yeah, you're definitely looking for a week where you can go 2-0. and uh, LMU goes up 4-2 to two after the first, first quarter. So home side, taking advantage of their home field. Don't have to worry about traveling. Uh, Lander only just two goals back. But then Lander shuts out the rail splitters in the second quarter, able to take a one-goal lead going to the half. You're up 5-4. to four, And then you outscore LMU 8-5 to five in the second half. Yeah, so four goals in the third, four goals in the fourth. You're just able to consistently outpace your opponent. Yeah, it was very much something that they needed a big second half for, and they're going to use that momentum as they take on North Greenville Saturday, which you'll be at for the entirety of. Yes. Yeah, so. good, strong North Greenville team. These two teams have played each other strong the last couple of years. I think North Greenville actually uh, owns the record for the regular season, but mm -hmm. there really haven't been too many appearances against the two sides since Lander is only entering its – it's second full season of competition, if you really think about things. The 2019 inaugural season got cut short due to COVID. Mm -hmm. 2020 was a weird year. Yep, 2020 was a weird year. Uh, 2021 was still weird. You're still actually you're still running the implications of you know COVID and restrictions and travel. 2022 was the last full season, the first full season, obviously, but this yeah. will be the second one. Um, women's lacrosse on the topic. Defeated Newberry 12-10. to 10. They stay undefeated. This is one of the teams' more ex you know, exciting team yep. that we've had. And they continue to keep rolling. Yeah, that was a really, really good win. They got out to a 6-1 lead in the second quarter. Looked like, And they had the seventh goal. Um, they scored a seventh goal, but after every goal in women's lacrosse, you have to do a stick check. Mm-hmm. And if the pocket's too deep, they ruled the goal off, and they ruled that seven goal off. And after that, Newberry made a run and cut it to, I believe, six to five. That we responded each time, each time Newberry would make a run, we responded with a run of our own to keep them pretty much at arm's length, pretty much the whole game. And then they had Kara Crosby at several free position saves, especially one at the end of the game. Uh, it was twelve to ten with just about thirty seconds left. And Newberry have free position opportunity, which is probably one of the best chances you have to score at yeah. across. Right. And Caracross, we just saved it and was able to get the ball to the defense. And Lander was able to see out the game because if they would have scored there, the clock doesn't start <laughs> until 
the whistle blows. If, so if they score, only like a second will come off the clock. Right. And you can, you can score, score pretty quickly in lacrosse. So even though there's 29 seconds left, there's still a, if you get to draw control, there's still a good chance they could have gone down and tied it up. They, our women's lacrosse team did that last year against Belmont Abbey and their big comeback. But yeah, to be able to keep them at arm's length for much the whole game and hunker down at the end to be able to come away with a win was great to see for them. And then They're going to need that momentum. Yep. Well, one of the things we talked about beforehand last week that I couldn't mention on the podcast, Autumn Husky mm-hmm. named the uh, Gulf South Conference Defensive Player of the Week for her performance against Lincoln Memorial. Um, had four ground balls, four calls turnovers, and then she also, she also got five draw controls. Um, but it's good to see after your first game of the season you get a player of the week from the conference. Let's go. But And now you have two really, really tough yeah, Southland really. Conference opponents. You traveled to Anderson on Wednesday. Anderson's a team that's just really pesky. They're not the best in the Southland Conference. But they're always they're that consistently m- up there. Yeah, they're yeah. always that middle of the pack team, and then you have a top fifteen team. Yeah, Wingate. Wingate. and Wingate coming to come to town on. So Saturday. we have number twelve Wingate coming to town Saturday for women's lacrosse, and number twelve Wingate coming to town today for baseball. Wingate. Yeah. You can see the Bulldogs are quite good at sports. Yes, they are. So um, are we. Now we are. I'm I'm excited to see what this women's lacrosse team does because I think I uh, think that they have a chance to really. Make some noise in the Gulf South Conference. Men's tennis defeated Converse like really easy, seven to zero. It wasn't much competition. I love the way you say that. Just like really easy. Yeah, I mean it was as, kinda, it, as if it was just you know they came, they saw, they conquered. No, that's deal. basically what it is. They were. It was in Spartanburg. I mean, we just I like it. We played there like eight hundred times in our life, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't a competition. A lot of the guys that I know from Converse, I, I played. Uh, in, in some of their seasons before, and it's, you know, they're, they're good pesky team. Like they, they play. You would think they're they're worse actually. They actually, some of these guys are good. They just can't compete at the highest highest level. Converse like they win matches, but they can't compete at the highest level. Like Landers or Columbus State, North Georgia's, Wingates. Uh, they can't compete against those type of teams. So, it is what it is. I mean, fly, uh, the real the real tennis season starting up very soon. Uh, once you get to conference play. Real season starts. And we already had a, a big win against Carson Newman, which you talked about last week. Women's tennis, tough one against Erskine. But, again, for them, PBC is really when, it, when it's going to start. Uh, they have upset written all over them because they're extremely deep. They have six phenomenal tennis players, uh, especially women's tennis. Depth really matters, especially when you get to April, May, because it's a long season, and it, it takes a wear and tear on your body. So w- once you get at least – there's six teams in the conference. Get to, get to the tournament, um, and, and that's all you got to worry about. Softball, goodness gracious, the Carson Newman situation. We already talked about it on our Saturday show. So if you want to know about what happened with Carson Newman, if you want the full, story. if you want if yeah. you want more or less full story, go to the Scramble Sports Sit Down on Spotify, Apple. I thought it was Buford. Also, Buford. also Buford had a situation too. Nice, nice little plug there. I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Two separate situations. Two separate situations. It, it one was the hotel. One was yep. the jerseys. Yep. Correct. And then uh, <laughs> the LR game got canceled because everything got moved back. Yep. An hour, couple of hours on Friday. So it's unfortunate you didn't get to play two of the best teams in, in your region in your own tournament. Yeah, in your own tournament. But <laughs> they came out, run rule Concord, yeah. did what you're supposed to do against them, and then lost a tough game to LMU Who's in, gonna in, be ex- one. in extra innings. Yeah, and LMU is going to be. 
if not one, two or three yeah. in, in that sack. In, so, yeah. in the region. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, true. But Which is they have ba- They have bases loaded, I believe, with no one out mm-hmm. in extra innings. You get the international tiebreaker. Yep. And had a line drive to third base, and we got doubled off at first base, and that really – Right, really did us in because now you have two outs and you just had a line out to right field to end the game. Just really unfortunate there to get un- unlucky with the line out. Yeah. And and I I like the the ceiling of this team. We know yeah. North Georgia's really really good. You know I don't I'm not saying that we're I'm not gonna go ahead and say we're beating North Georgia, but I think we can finish second in the conference. Yeah, no, sec- second's yeah. easily attainable. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's and, a realistic. And then when goal. you get to the PVC tournament, you have one game situations, anything can happen. Yep. And yeah, I, I really I really like the way that that we can you know set up with this softball team uh, at the very end because if it's one game, I, I like our chances against the North Georgias in the in the Carson Newmans. Yep. In the Lincoln so Memorials your, your, of the world. Your goal, your goal right now is to make some noise in PBC play and, and, starts, try, starts and, try, and try to get into the NCAA tournament for yeah. the first time in a long time. It starts with Augusta. They come at home this weekend. It'll be Friday single game, Saturday doubleheader. Right. Um, and we could talk about that. Uh, today, baseball is here. Number 12, Wingate. Wingate. Good. Wing Men, it. Men's tennis, women's tennis, both at home against Emmanuel. That's that on is, Wednesday. That is, yeah, that was on Wednesday at 2. You can check that out before you come to Horn Arena. Exactly. We're still waiting for somebody to send us a picture of them at the tennis game and then send us a picture of them at the basketball games. As uh, Unless you have classes during those times. No, please I don't really care. Go to class. <laughs> classes aren't that bad. No, I really just just tell the professor that the Grout Podcast told you to do it. They'll understand. Um, yeah, I just had a whole uh, – meeting with one of my teachers and we brought up the Grout podcast talked like 10 minutes so we don't, that's another discussion women's lacks uh also we'll wednesday lax. at anderson men's basketball women's basketball 5 30 not 7 30 young harris you gotta Se- come it's senior, senior day. day for both of them yeah both it, of these teams deserve yeah oh my god your support they've played their butts off all year long and for the men it's the most it's the most impactful game of the yep. season for sure, and not not just conference, but regional wise, the men need this win against this strong young Harris team who beat them at home. And if you want to talk about what you can expect from a senior day, look back to last year. Dewan Moore, I think he called in 19 rebounds, had yeah. a strong triple, not a triple double, double double, mm-hmm. and that was a great way to end the regular season. And that helped them beat Georgia College in the first round right. of the PBC tournament. Stunned them. Yeah, a uh, shout out Quan. He's a uh, He's playing he's, in Germany. Yeah, he's, German, hoop, he's, he's playing over in Europe, I believe. He's hooping right? in Germany. He's been liking some of my Instagram stories. Nice. Uh, so, so we're keeping up. If you want to go back to Finest Horn and see Acro defeat another nationally ranked team, you can do that on Thursday as they take on Presbyterian College, 5 p.m. at Horn Arena. And then Friday, we mentioned softball here, uh, game one at 4 against Augusta. And then at 6 o'clock Friday night, number six Columbus State come to town. Uh, that's Friday. Saturday, it's still uh, with that series at 2. And then you have rugby pretty much all day uh, in Greer as they are going to – we talked about the sevens. If you want to go back to the Buck Billings episode, talked about that. Uh, and then women's tennis, Belmont Abbey, lots of stuff here. The men's men's across across, North Greenville, yep. both basketball teams out Flagler. Baseball here at 2. Softball one and three, 
And then Wims Lacrosse will face Wingate at four. So it's going to be another busy Saturday after Jeff May Complex. And then finally on Sunday, got baseball. Forgot yep. about one thing. On Did we mention the wrestling on Saturday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrestling Saturday, Hunter. Super Regionals, right? Super, super, super Regionals. Wrestling ranked number two, two points back of number one, Central Oklahoma. In the, na- in the national In the rankings. national ranking. Number one in the region ranking. Number one in the region, number two in the country. Boys will be looking to scrap. Send in 10. We're sending 10. 10 is the goal. We're sending 10. 10. We're sending 10. 1-0-10. 10-10-10. You're going to want to count with both hands. Yes. 10. The goal every year is to come away with three trophies. You got one with the conference championship trophy, and yep. now you're looking for the second one with the region championship trophy and then take home a trophy at nationals. Which we are. We're going to do four. that. We're going to do We're going to take home a couple trophies from nationals. Yes, I promise you that. Uh, and then on Sunday – uh, baseball game three, and then men's tennis at Augusta, first PBC match of the season. Hoorah. Let's go. Thank you guys. Busy for, week as always. For joining us for another dun, 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 dun. Tuesday morning, real early. Thank you for staying up with us as, man, another week of the growl. We will see you guys next week with hopefully another a lot of another uh, clutch-ups to talk about. Or we could just win and blowouts. That'd be cool, too. I'll go with that. Anyways, they're from my heart. Yep. From all five of us. See you next week. Rate and review. Do 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 do